0: Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Fierce Calling podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are rising above difficult circumstances and taking action where our passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We're using our gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast encourages other women to take action and use their gifts to impact the world because every woman of God, has a fierce calling. In today's episode, Loving the Girl God Created You to Be, I'm talking with my friend Stephanie Pledka. Stephanie is a speaker, entrepreneur, and the author of Living Your Best Life, Letting Go of Self-Doubt, Fear, and Others' Expectations to Live the Life You've Always Dreamed. She encourages us to live life to the fullest and not to the busy, and to be who we are. Plus, she's so fun, and I know what she has to say will speak to your heart today. So listen in while I have a chat with Stephanie Pletka. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I have my friend with me, Stephanie Pletka. And she is an entrepreneur, a speaker, and the author of Living Your Best Life, Letting Go of Self-Doubt and Fear and Others' Expectations to Live the Life You Always Dreamed of. That sounds amazing. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Doris. Thanks for having me. I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Oh, man, this is so
1: exciting. Well, I wrote this book called Living Your Best Life, and it's about letting go of self doubt, fear, and others' expectations to live the life you've always dreamed. So, to me, living your best life is a not about like life being wrapped in a pretty little red bow like it's perfect, because really we're more of a mess and a masterpiece, right? We're looking for mm-hmm. the ooey gooey goodness along the, the journey. And so, it's really important just to remember that
0: life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. That is so encouraging. What led you to write that book?
1: I had just, I had just started a business. Um, my husband and I are entrepreneurs. I had a video production company and I had four kids under seven years old, and it was just as crazy as you would imagine. <laughs> and one day I sat on the bed and I thought, this is, it, life has to be better than this. Uh, I was living in a lot of chaos and everything was hurry, hurry, hurry. I felt overwhelmed and exhausted. And Mm. I'm sure other listeners can totally identify with this. I just felt like I was sitting on the end of my bed and I thought, I asked my husband, you know, we had a good life and he's a great partner. It just felt like there had to be more. Like I was living life to the busy instead of to the full. Mm. And so he said, why don't you just begin to blog? Why don't you write? because I've written my entire life, you know, uh, just in journaling or for the the school paper or for the the town paper or a magazine. And he said, why don't you just write and let's see what becomes of it. And oh my goodness, it was so exciting. I began to just write about different ages and stages of kids and chores and people. I felt like Dear Abby, my friends Mm -hmm. were writing like, well, how did you do this? How did that work? You know, I would write like, hey, someone um, ate one of my recipes, my chicken recipes that worked, I would pass it along, because people are like, man, I hate making dinner, and the kids are like, blah, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) writing turned into a book, and it was trying to save women, trying to inspire them, like, I wake up every morning thinking, how can I inspire a mom, how can I inspire women to go live their best life, to not live Mm -hmm. in, like, Oh, I'm headed out today, and i'm I'm putting my tennis shoes on, and here's my mom guilt too and mm. um, And now we're heading off. I want them to live life to the full instead of to the busy. I want them to live life full of grace, just because you know we're human right now in quarantine. Our kids are at home, and we're used to them heading off to school, right, and they have a teacher and a principal and a, a cafeteria worker and a bus driver. And then we are all of those things, and I think I didn't even know Pluto was no longer a planet. And hello, <laughs> now I am teaching kids what is happening here.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's true. I I didn't really think about the fact that you're taking the roles of all these other separate people that were in the lives of your kids, and now you're doing all of them. You know,
1: <laughs> exactly. So during the quarantine, it's been hard, but we have to give ourselves grace. It's in, it's important because we're just one person, and we're really just a girl, and we have all these roles to play. And mm-hmm. we're always giving and loving, and it's difficult because we're just one person. But we think we have to be perfect. If the kids are eating Rice Krispie treats for dinner instead of getting the all the vegetables they need, and you know we're running from soccer practice and all the things, skidding into mm-hmm. carpool late with the kids, be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I'm an amazing mom. I'm the only mom they have, okay? But I'm amazing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just to remember to give yourself like virtual gold stars to pull them out and be like, "Hey, the kids got to school today. The kids ate today. Um they they know that they are loved. They slept in a bed
0: last night.
1: Boom, we are winning."
0: Yeah. That's a great perspective really, cuz that's so true about the mom guilt or you know, the Rice Krispie treat for dinner. You know, the kids certainly love that. So you're a winner with that. But Woohoo, I, absolutely, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of guilt that moms and, you know, even women in general will feel. And so if you could talk a little bit more about that, and also where you were sharing some things with me about, you know, spending your life being a people pleaser, and then How did you learn how to move out of that or move forward with that?
1: Well, that is a great question. I believe for me, I felt like there was always something, a sort of like a quiet renegade inside. Like Mm. I knew that I had a purpose. I had this passion. I would wake up every day and I would think, you know, I never listened to who I was. I allowed other people's expectations of me to drive to write my story instead of me writing it. Like Mm. I had this little golden doodle. She is so cute. And I think her little personality is such that she's not a guard dog, but if I wanted her to be a guard dog, she would disappoint me on all levels. But mm. she just loves to prance around and and anything that flies, she loves to chase it. If it's a butterfly or a moth, she loves to chase. And if I was like, I need you to be a guard dog, then she would just be like, "Oh, I've disappointed you." But if we mm. allow her to be who she is, oh, She just marinates in the delight of life. And that's Mm -hmm. the way it should be for us, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever your personality is, whatever your, just live in who you are and be who you are. Because God said in his word in Ephesians 2.10, that you
0: are a masterpiece created to do great things. Mm -hmm. Love that. That is so good. Thank you also for sharing that wonderful analogy about your dog that's so true that it wouldn't be really fair to her if you would want her to play a role that wasn't something that she was created to do. And we just do that to ourselves, don't we? I think we do.
1: Oftentimes we don't, the way we can create that for ourselves to live who we are meant to be, God created us. He said, you know, it's like who you are is who you are meant to be. And that Mm -hmm. is so freeing to me. I went to a yoga class once and totally not on purpose, but (laughs) (laughs) I got there and the lady's like, whoever you are is who you're meant to be. And I thought, dear Lord, maybe that's why I came here today. Just to hear her say that it was so freeing because people place these expectations on your life. It's like, this is Mm -hmm. what I need you to be. And when you're not that they dispose of you Mm -hmm. or they treat you like you're wrong or you're broken. And we really have to become an advocate for ourselves. I know that I've gone into a, a room before, or I, even when I've spoken at conferences, and if no one says hello, you immediately think, oh, I don't belong here. What am I doing here? Have you ever felt that way? <laughs> yes. And it's like our little antennas pop up that are uh, antennas that say, you know, like your past tells you that uh, finance is equal lacking or marriage equals failure. Like we mm. have our past that tells us these things. Um, oh, you were just a kid from the foster care system or you didn't earn your high school diploma. Like, who are you to be giving advice or, you know, going for your dream? And Mm -hmm. so people try to keep you down. And when you change, it creates like an uncomfortable space for others. And so they don't want you to change. They want to pull you back as well. But we have to be an advocate for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to create breathing room to hear our voice, to hear God's voice, for me that might look like walking around the lake or going to a park it might be establishing boundaries you know people say that we are you establishing boundaries to keep me out no i'm establishing boundaries to lift me up to protect me and um and a and a boundary you know when a little puppy dog when he first comes into the grass and to the the yard he doesn't know where he belongs and if we put those little red flags up to say hey When you step over this little line, there's a consequence. And so he does it once and he doesn't probably do it again if he's a good friend or like the dog. He goes, hey, I'm smart. I won't do it again. And there's freedom in establishing a boundary. So I put a couple of those things in place to protect me so I can write my own story and be
0: who I was always meant to be myself. Mm. That is such an important message. And someone needed to hear that today, if not everybody, because that is so important. And I love how you brought out the fact that there needs to be boundaries. You know, even when there's a good relationship, there still should be some boundaries. You you can get drained very easily, and we really need to stay where we're being filled instead of emptying. So I love that you brought that up. I would love to hear more about the ministry that you had talked about, Just Moved Ministries, and how, what is going on with that? Oh, I love Just Moved Ministries. So when
1: I moved from Georgia to Arizona, I had all four kids with me and my husband, and it was so hard. It was actually pretty devastating, because we had moved here to help a family member, and um, he was getting older, and you know, I didn't know a single person in Arizona, and I had always lived in the South my entire life, and now Mm -hmm. the culture was different no one knew what grits were or turnip greens. <laughs> they kept asking, what's a grit? Oh Lord. And um, so when I came here, I didn't know a per- anybody here. And I thought, I felt like my life had burned to the ground actually. And I know that sounds like, Oh, please. Hmm. But when you don't know anyone and you completely start over, yeah. that was hard because your friends, as great as they are, are you raising your babies together with them? At some point when you don't see them, you have, they have to let you go so you can grab another. And I felt like I had not found my tribe yet. So I'm I'm in tears and I go to the bookstore and I'm praying and asking the Lord just to show me a sign, give me something to read to help me. And I came upon this book called After the Boxes Are Unpacked and it is by Susan Miller who started Just Moved Ministries, and she um, she helps women go through change. Any kind of you've been uprooted, there's a loss in your life, you've moved, um, you've lost a spouse, a child, like just any kind of big change in your life. And I started writing for them and helping them with fundraisers. And she even uh, wrote a a review for my book, and we did a podcast last week. And anyway, I am just a firm believer in Just Moved Ministries. And uh, it's a nonprofit organization and it's in a lot of churches all over the country. And um, so if you've just moved or or lost or experienced a loss or anything, you can actually take a, like a 12 week class and you immediately find your tribe because everyone's in that class and they're feeling just like you. Mm -hmm. So you immediately like, you know, jump in and you've got
0: someone to go to lunch with or a hiking group or a tennis club. It's wonderful. That's a beautiful ministry. And the concept of it, you know, helping to build community while also helping healing happen. Because I like how you said earlier that you felt not that I liked that you felt this way, but that you could express that you felt like your life burned to the ground. Because I feel like too, a lot of people experience that when there's change and you know, God says he makes all things new and but sometimes new things can feel that way or a new environment, you know, and feeling like you have to start over and leave all your friends behind somewhere or something. That's tough, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. When you feel like your life is burned to the ground, it can feel devastating.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, you know, I've, I love the scripture in Matthew 10, 29, it says, not a sparrow falls that God doesn't see it. So I just want to remind women out there that God sees the desires of your heart you may you are not just a mom or just a thing or just a salesperson or a mother daughter whatever role you play you're not just a, anything we have we're like an, an onion we have lots of layers and lots mm-hmm. to give i know for me sometimes when i want to skip the process because i think oh the struggle is too hard i also mm-hmm. skip the lesson and it's going to come back around it may be 6 months it may be 10 years from now Um, We took this motorhome trip across the country and with our four kids, it was six of us and it was just as crazy as you would imagine. And every summer we go to different national parks and sometimes you'll see a lightning strike that's caused a fire. And really it just seems like it's devastating. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, the fire, the fire, when it heats up, it allows those pine cones to open up and spread Mm -hmm. their seeds. So it's creating growth. So I just want to remind people, don't skip the lesson, okay? Don't, or don't skip the process because we don't want to skip the lesson. When we go through struggles, you know, that can become our, the pain can become our platform. So really Mm -hmm. it's all about perspective. We can think that life is being done to us as the victim
0: or that life is being done for us as the warrior. I love how you said that and not to miss the lesson. That's so important. Because that is something that God can always use and nothing's wasted. So that's so encouraging.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when you think about Ephesians 2.10, that you are a masterpiece, he didn't say, well, girl, you're okay. Or I did, (laughs) you know, you're average. (laughs) He said, you are a masterpiece. So we've got to embrace that. Yes, we are a mess, but we are also a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And I love how you talk about how we don't have to be perfect. We strive too much for perfectionism. And that really is something that sets us ourselves up for failure, really. So what, what would you say to a woman that is struggling today, trying to do everything and be everything to all people and trying to do it? Well, I mean, there's a difference between trying to be perfect and trying to do things with excellence, right? Yes, that's a good point. I think when we set ourselves up for perfection, it's com- it's going to be
1: failure on every mm-hmm. level. The expectations are too high, and we can't be all things to all people. We're just one person. We're just one human, and we have to give ourselves grace, and our kids do the same. It's so funny. You know, I'll go in there on a Saturday, and I'll flip pancakes, and they look horrible. I've got a blueberry <laughs> pancake that's all smeared, and you really have to have faith to eat it, but the kids are like, Mom, this is... Best. This is so awesome! Thanks for being you. And I'm like, my gosh, why can't I do that for me? You know, I <laughs> have these people around all the time to be my cheerleader. I need to be my cheerleader. Uh, there's a great quote by that surfer, uh, Laird Hamilton: "Make mm-hmm. sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your ears." Ooh, that's a good one
0: right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, when you were talking about that in your pancakes, it's like it made me think of that would be a great book, "Safe to Eat Pancakes." You know, it's like what is that <laughs> supposed to be about? <laughs> bestseller. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bestseller for sure. So, and I love how kids also are cheerleaders for for us. Yeah, it's true. They will. They see uh the good in everything usually and look at it kind of from a pure perspective. And so that it's so cool when you know when a child says something so sweet that they've observed and you know you thought you were doing everything wrong and having the, and being the worst ever and then they're so appreciative or thankful or love your pancakes you know it's, it's it's really a blessing
1: it absolutely is i don't know how much time we have left but i i can tell a story or not it doesn't matter
0: yeah please do i'd love to hear it
1: yeah i have a great story on grace we were driving with, we had all the littles in the car, and my husband was working in Chicago, and I was driving from Atlanta, and I thought, I will just get all the kids in the car really early, and then I'll drive as far as I can get before they wake up, and it didn't take but about 45 minutes, and it was like, she's looking at me, and <laughs> he's got my pillow, and can I watch a movie, and I thought, oh man, and it just kept on and on, and they were hungry, and I just man, I just zing them like, you know, the, the fire of a dragon. And I just told them what was what, and it felt so good, but it felt so terrible. I had Mm. such regret because I thought, why did I yell at them like that? I mean, they're just, they're just great kids and they're, they're kids, right? They're just kids. What Mm. can you expect in such a small space for a long period of time? And I just thought, Lord, please help me to, give them grace, help me to give my own self grace, so about seven hours in, I pull over into a farmer's market, and my seven-year-old said, he he said, mom, can I go look around, and so I let him go take off for a second around the, the way, and he came running back in about 10 minutes, and he said, close your eyes, open your hands, and with his little chore money, that from like just working in the house, he would help what he could do, you know, with the dishes and all the things and um, vacuuming. And he came in and he had given me these luxurious little dark chocolates. And he said, I love you, mom. You're just so great. Thank you for being you. And I'm telling you, just tears bypassed my tear duct, went straight out my eyeballs. And the Lord showed me that's what grace is. That's what Mm. grace is you don't deserve it. There's nothing you can do to earn it, but I've given it to you when I died on the cross for your sins, you know? And I thought, Lord, thank you so much for allowing my children to be an example of grace. Yes.
0: That is so precious. Thank you for sharing that story. I love that. Oh my goodness. just warms your heart and then it melts it (laughs) like chocolate. (laughs) That is so (laughs) sweet. That is so sweet. Uh, You've already shared a ton of encouragement right now, but if you were to say one more thing like that you would want the listener to take away uh, to encourage them today, what what would that be, Stephanie? You know,
1: one of my favorite, and I love this, one of my favorite quotes is by Oscar Wilde. He says, be yourself because everyone else is already taken. Great, I love
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) That is important to remember, be yourself. Sometimes we think we need to reinvent ourselves. I remember when I, when I moved down from New Jersey, I moved down with my family and I was in ninth grade. And I remember thinking, wow, when I moved to Florida, nobody knows me there. So I can like be whoever I want and start over because they don't know me. And it was like, what? I mean, I, and I couldn't, of course, pull anything off but myself, you know, that's who I was. But I just remember even as a child thinking that I could be something different because people didn't know who I really was. Which really didn't feel all that warm and fuzzy. It's hard not being yourself, really. It's hard putting on airs or trying to be someone you're not. So thank you for that important message today because I want to encourage the listener with these stories and you know and your fierce calling to just encourage women to do that and to be themselves. And I just love that. And and again, your your book, I love it, living your best life. Letting go of self-doubt, fear, and others' expectations to live the life you've always dreamed. That's just so precious. I love it. So how can the listener connect with you, Stephanie?
1: Great question. Okay, so you can find me at Stephanie Pletka on all social media. My book is available where all books are sold, and my website is StephaniePletka.com.
0: Nice, and I'll put all those links in the show notes for you. And so that people can connect with you because I want everybody to pick up that book. Are So you used to do a production company, right?
1: Yes, I had or a video you... production company in Atlanta.
0: Wow, that's
1: fascinating. Yeah, and I sold it. And now I'm home with four kids. And, you know, uh, it's the hardest job in the world. I mm-hmm. had no idea how hard it would be to come home. But, you know, my hat's off to women wherever they are, what stages and ages and working from, you know, in the home and outside the home, it is work. And, um, you know, they're a blessing. And a lot of times, women don't realize the power they have, you know, their Mm -hmm.
0: attitude creates like the tone in the home,
1: the hand that rocks the cradle
0: rules the world, right? (laughs) Yes, what a great reminder. And I love that you brought that out, because sometimes a woman just needs to hear that, that it isn't easy. And so you know, whether they're at home or at work or whatever they're doing, it's, you know, it's important to the furtherance of the kingdom because God has them where they need to be right now. So I just love that. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Yes. I just want to remind women that they matter. What they're
1: doing counts. Mm -hmm. No time is wasted. And they might have a dream in their heart that this is not the season, but it will be. And all mm-hmm. the things, whether good or bad, they won't last forever. So just enjoy those moments. There's silver linings and everything. And just remember to enjoy them because you can just say, because they are
0: mine. Nice. Those are great words to leave us. And I hope to have you on again in the future. What's on your horizon? Probably writing another
1: book, maybe starting a podcast. But right now, it's just marketing it and getting it out there. And I have a senior who's headed to college. so. That's exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Congratulations. That's amazing. So thank you, Stephanie. It's been such a joy today. And uh, and you are just such a blessing. I just love talking with someone who has so much joy and energy. It just bubbles right out. So it's just infectious.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, Doris. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you. All right, friend. Well, you take care and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. I hope Stephanie's message encouraged you to be you, the girl God created you to be. Begin today living life to the full instead of to the busy and never lose sight of your true identity in Christ. Don't you just love that thought, to live your life to the full instead of the busy? We can get so busy sometimes, just allowing things to fill our plate. We can control that. We can say no to things, even good things because we need to be in line with what God wants us to be doing. It's not his will that we run ourselves ragged or be exhausted all the time. So take heart, draw near to God, talk with him, and allow him to speak to your heart. Allow him to speak to you about what it is you're supposed to be doing or not doing. He will never let you down. You can connect with Stephanie on stephaniepletka.com, on Instagram, and check out her Best Life group on Facebook. I'll put all of those links for you in the show notes. I'd also love to connect with you. So subscribe to this podcast, then hop on over to fearscallingpodcast.com or doriswift.com and join my personal email list. You'll receive encouragement and resources that my subscribers are first to receive. And I would also appreciate it so much if this podcast blesses you, if you would consider sharing it with your friends on social media, and if you might think about leaving a rating and a comment because that will help other people find the podcast. And I would love to hear from you. So if there's a prayer request that I can be praying for you about, or if there's something on your heart you'd love to share, reach out to me and connect. I hope you'll join me next time when I invite another woman to share where she's taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, remember, God loves you. He sees you and he calls you by name. You have a fierce calling and may you have a blessed week. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.